Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. I'm your host, Lloyd Ross, and I'm really excited to talk to you about this particular episode where we're going to be talking about debt. Debt. D E B T. The weapon of absolute financial destruction, all right, if used incorrectly, which it, it is a lot of the time. So, debt, all right. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about debt, what I think about it, what the types are, how to avoid it, when to use it. And, uh, you know, really just open the discussion up to give you the value you need when it comes to um, utilizing debt or avoiding it. Okay. So, um, first, first and foremost, a disclaimer I have no debt. I'm debt free, right? I, in fact, I've, apart from a um, little bit of credit card, like, like tiny little bits I've used on a credit card, uh, mainly for points, <laughs> um, you know, I've not, you know, frequent flyer points and awards and stuff like that. It's more of a charge card. I haven't had any debt, okay? No household debt, no no, no consumer debt, no personal debt, no mortgage debt, no nothing. And I've never bought an asset using debt before in my life, okay? So um, <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because I haven't come from this position where I was swimming in debt, paid it all off, and there's an amazing story behind how I did that, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm not, that's not, that didn't happen. So what happened with me was I was really lucky to have picked up books and, and study Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, who's his business partner, who are obviously some of the wisest men on planet earth when it comes to finance and money and investing. So why not model them? And that's all I did. So when I was reading about them and what they did, I noticed something that they, they, they did. And I've modeled this. And what they focus on is not making really smart money and investment decisions, but limiting and reducing the really, really dumb ones. Okay. So if you focus on being less dumb in terms of your money and finances, it's going to serve you better than trying to be really, really, really smart. Okay. So you don't have to be smart to be successful with money and investing and even in business. You have to just be rational. You have to be logical and rational and less emotional. All right. So what they talk about are there three things that can unravel a business and they can unravel a household and they can unravel your money, your, your financial success. And there are three things, liquor, leverage, and ladies. Okay. So as a man, that, that would be so relationships. So, you know, being with the wrong person. So, um, you know, and liquor, obviously, if you, you know, if you're, if you're getting involved in like drinking and drugs and that type of stuff, it's just going to lead to, you know, really bad things. As Charlie Munger talks about, I think it was him that said this. He said, I avoid all AIDS and cocaine situations. Okay. So that's just this, uh, a nice reminder, get away from that environment completely, because if you're in that environment, um, then it's obviously going to unravel your household, your, your, your business and your and finances. Okay. That's just goes without saying, but out of those three things, liquor, leverage, and ladies, I want to talk about leverage and, and what he means by leverage is debt. Okay. When a company has a lot of is, is geared, what would they call they're employing a lot of gearing or they have a lot of leverage. It means they have a lot of debt. All right. In, in financial parlance, leverage means they're utilizing debt to grow. Okay. So, 
why does it why why does it all fall apart with debt? Here's why. Because when you're obligated to pay someone, okay, money every week or every month or every year out of your own cash flow, you are someone else's money tree. You are someone else's money tree. They've planted you and you're giving the fruit from the tree to them. And you are obligated, okay? And the thing with debt is it's a really slippery slope. So it's what starts off as something that seems to be so small and insignificant can become a massive, massive, massive problem. It can drive a wedge in your finances, in your household, in your business, in your life, okay? Um, and as, uh, as, a, you know, as the old saying goes, the chains of habit are too light to be felt before they're too heavy to be broken. Okay, I'll say that one again. The chains of habit are too light to be felt before they're too heavy to be broken, which is why I just avoided debt completely. It's why I avoided it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to get into debt later. I mean, I'm going to be smart about it, which we'll talk about in a second. But one of the best things to do is if you, if you aren't, can't be trusted to control your emotions and your buying patterns, do not have a credit card. Cut that up. Do not get into personal debt. Do not use debt to buy things, especially don't use debt to buy things that don't produce an income. I think that is ridiculously crazy to do that. People, I know people that have borrowed money to get married. That to me is the dumbest thing ever financially that you could do. Might be great for your like, like you know, a spur of the moment emotional, like, yeah, let's go get married. Fine, but can't you just wait or save up, right? Like save first and utilize your savings for the thing you want to buy. That's called discipline. And that's called you know, earning what you are going to be doing first. People, have, they don't understand this whole, I have to earn what I have first. They just want it now, 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 now. Let's get married now, yesterday, come on, right? That's an emotional decision. And finances and emotions are a really bad combo. So, you know, people buy weddings, travel with debt, um, you know, you know, cars, a lot, like cars they don't need, basically, with debt. I think you always need a car, of course, and having a sensible car loan would done appropriately, it makes sense. But, you know, keeping up with the Joneses with your debt, really, 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 really silly. So, you know, as as uh, as Charlie Munger often says, show me where I'm going to die so I never go there. Show me where I'm going to die so I never go there. So what he means by that is if you can only, like no one's gone bankrupt with no debt, okay? It's not possible to go bankrupt if you have no debt, if you owe no one any money, okay? <laughs> So the, if, you, if you don't have any debt, what are the chances you're ever going to go broke or bankrupt and backwards? Zero. So if you know that and that's where you're going to die, then why would you go there? If I knew where I was going to die physically, like in the world, if a location at a time, you think I would go there? No, I would avoid that like the plague. So financially, if you know you're going to die because of the debt, why would you even go there? Why would you contemplate and consider? You don't need it. You don't need it. All right. You don't need the debt. You don't need things that badly that they require you to get debt. And the biggest mistake I see is I is this with young people especially is I need a property. I'm gonna get on the property ladder. I don't know where the heck that came from. That your parents, you need to get a property. You need to be on the property. You're not successful unless you own a house. Well, guess what? You have a house with debt. You don't own it. The bank freaking owns it, right? Why are you so in a rush to get a house? Then you've got to have insurance rates water upkeep like it's such an administrative nightmare why are you in such a hurry to do that then you can't move then if you want to sell it you gotta have agents fees and then solicitors fees and then wow then you want to like go and do the kitchen up and it takes more money and then 
like cool your jets, relax. I don't have a problem. We don't own a home. We have not bought a property and I'm 37, right? At the recording of this episode, I'm 37. Just chill, man. You don't need to be on the property ladder to be successful, all right? But the why I'm telling you that is this. Too many people think they need to buy a property fast in their 20s and they're going to have a massive mortgage, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars mortgage. And then they have kids and they get married and all of a sudden they got, and then, and they got a car, they got two cars, they got all this debt. You got kids going to school and they're just crushed by this mortgage, especially when interest rates go up, right? That's when debt really crushes you when interest rates are high. So that's why I avoided it. I just, I have completely avoided debt because I know that's where most people go to die financially. So why bother? Yeah, it's going to take a little bit more time to build up a lot more millions of dollars without debt. Okay. It's just, it is a slower process. There's no leverage, but it's so much better just to sleep at night peacefully, not knowing I owe anyone any money. That's just so good. Like, so if you have debt and you want to get there, um, we'll talk about that in a second, but Let's talk about the types of debt. Typically, here's the types of debt to avoid. Ready? Avoid expensive credit card debt. So debt in your credit card is usually uh, interest of 20%, okay, which is massive. So a lot of people say to me, Lloyd, should I start investing? I'm like, well, you got any debt? And they go, yeah. I'm like, okay, how much? They go, I've got like 20,000 on credit cards. I'm like, what's the interest rate? Like 20%. I'm like, oh my God, you'll never find an investment that's going to give you 20% return every single year with your skill set. Like Warren Buffett struggles to get 20% a year from his investments every year. You think you're going to do it? No. So you're better off to invest in paying off your debt because every dollar you put into your credit card at 20% interest rate, it means you're earning. Remember, a penny saved is a penny earned. So you're earning 20% return on every dollar you pay off your credit card that's got a 20% interest rate on it. Okay. So paying off debt is one of the best things you can do. If you've got debt that has no interest rate, so it's like there's no interest on the debt. Like maybe it's a student loan or something um, or you've borrowed from your parents and they're not charging you interest. Then there's really no urgency to pay that debt off. You are better off to invest then. Or if you've got debt that's really cheap, like say 2% on your mortgage and you're like, should I invest or should I pay my debt off? Well, 2% is pretty cheap debt. Um, you can get returns in stocks that are like 4 to 5% just in the dividends. So I'd put my money in there personally. Like, you know, you, you're going to lose out if you just pay off the mortgage debt. But one day that mortgage debt might not be 2% anymore. It might go to 6%. And all of a sudden, it's a smart thing to do to pay the mortgage debt off, right? So you want to do that. So just be aware of, of the, the, the types of good debt and bad debt. So bad debt are credit card debt, okay? Because usually the things you're buying with that debt don't produce any income. It's called consumer debt. So with a credit card, you're buying clothes, stuff, items, things that do not produce an income, and whenever you're doing that, using debt to buy, buy things that, we don't, that don't produce an income or don't add value to your business or whatever it might be, it's, it's, that, that are tax deductible, it's bad, all right? So debt that to buy things that produce an income and is, is going to give you some sort of tax relief, either in business or you know some sort of property, whatever, it's better. I'm not saying it's the best, it's just better. So think about it. Avoid debt where you're utilizing it to buy things with no income and no tax advantages, all right? And use debt to do use, use debt sensibly to buy things that produce an income and have um, tax effectiveness. So like, for example, if you want to buy a car, don't go and just buy the, a car for 100 grand brand new and use 90% debt. Like, just chill, cool your jets. Just go and buy a car for like 20 grand 
and buy it for like 50% debt, 50% cash. Save up some before you come finance your car. Right now, I know everyone's financial situation is different, but you know, what I'm suggesting is implore some level of reasonableness, rationality, logic, and financial acumen, okay? Financial smarts to that acquisition, to that purchase. You're right. Don't don't be emotionally led by it. All right. Think about it for a second. Have you saved up money for this first? Have you earned this car? Have you earned this laptop? Have you earned these this thing? Right. So just be careful before you go out and start spending all this unearned money on debt. All right. The banks really want you to go and spend more money because you become their money tree. Why wouldn't they? Right. That's why I, that's why I own bank stocks because you know the banks are really good at that. So. Um, debt, 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 debt. So here we go. So if you got debt now, here's what you do. The first type of debt you want to pay off is credit card debt. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Start with the first and smallest credit card debt. Okay. Of course, I'm assuming before you do that, you've got an emergency fund. All right. An emergency fund is like a little bit of cash that's set aside for emergencies, of course. So what, what would an emergency fund look like? I think an emergency fund, depending on your income, would be between one to three thousand dollars. Okay, between one to $3,000, somewhere in there. Once you've got that, then it's time to pay off your credit card debt. What you want to do is start with the smallest debt first, just so you can get a win. Pay that credit card off first. Once it's paid off, cut it up, cancel the account, you're done. Move through them methodically, going from the smallest to the biggest, and stay there and don't buy anything you don't need until all that debt is paid off. Once you pay the credit card debt off, move to your personal loans, okay? Pay them off because those loans are secured by things that don't produce an income. Get rid of that. If you need to sell stuff, go on, like go into your garage or in your house and figure out what you can sell on a Facebook marketplace. Go hard and sell whatever you own to pay that debt off ASAP. All right. And once you've done that, um, then you want to pay your car debt off. Okay. Because it does attract an interest rate. Pay your car debt off, all right, down to zero. Once that's done, don't upgrade your car. Keep your car, drive it into the ground. Our car, <laughs> a car we've had for uh, 10, it's like a 12-year-old car and it's still going and we have an upgrade. We could have bought a brand new, I mean, rid being ridiculous, I could have bought a Ferrari, but why? Because we're in a wealth creation journey. We're in our prime earning years and this is when we should be socking it away while the, you know, make hay while the sun shines. It's like that, the story of the grasshopper and the ant. Have you ever read that book? Um, my mom, someone read it to me when I was really young. And the grasshopper parties all the time, you know, like, hey, don't worry, like it's summertime, let's party, let's dance. And the ant would come past, you know, always working, working, working. And, um, you know, the ant's like, you know, you really should be saving up for winter, it's coming. And the grasshopper didn't listen. And then eventually the winter came. And of course, the grasshopper had no food. And the ants had been doing all the work through the season and they were ready for winter. And when it came, they, they were ready. And so they actually had to save the grasshopper, all right, because he, was, he didn't do all the right things. All right, so don't be the grasshopper, okay? Be sensible with your money, even when you have it, so that when the winter comes, you're ready. You're ready to not just like not go broke, which is what a lot happens to a lot of people, right? But be ready to grab opportunities. Be ready to jump on opportunities, so when, when the economy's going great, your job's going great, and everything's going great, and you've paid your debts off, and you've paid your car off, you've paid your credit cards off, that's when you've got to double down and go into momentum, start saving an enormous amount of money, ready for your investing journey, okay? So when things are going great, that's when you don't want to go and then just get more debt and more debt to keep up with the Joneses, okay? Because the Joneses are broke, the Joneses are unhappy, and the Joneses are usually got all their stuff with debt. And Warren Buffett has this saying called, 
You never know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out, which means all these cars you see that everyone drives and the nice houses and the stuff they've got, more than likely they have debt on all that stuff and they didn't earn the money before they bought it. They just went out and bought it with debt. Okay. You watch during when interest rates go up or there's a recession or something, the, you see who's swimming naked because all of a sudden the car's gone, the house is gone, boom, they're gone, right? They're, they're cleaned up. So um, just be aware of that. All right. So when do you use debt? When is the appropriate time to use debt? Well, the appropriate time to use debt is when you're obviously buying a home, okay, because a lot of people don't have cash to buy a home. And there are reasons why you'd still want to own a family home. You've got children, they need to be settled. You want to live there for a long time, um, you know, close to schools and, and you want to get some equity in it as it grows and you want to you know, make it your own place. There's a little bit of emotion there, which is fine. And there's a reasons, you know, why you want to buy a house. So you may not have the actual money available to buy the house in cash. So you go to the bank and the first thing the bank's going to do is try and lend you as much money as possible. Don't let that happen. Okay, set a budget based on what you can afford at the worst possible interest rates if one of you to, was to lose your job. So if one of you was to lose your job, what could you still afford? That's what your budget should be set up for your house. Okay, so don't go over egg it. Basically, the rule of thumb is like 30% max of your incomes for your repayment of your mortgage, which is principal and interest. So principal of an interest is when you're paying the principal of the loan off, the actual loan amount, any interest uh, is on top of what, you know, it's, it's the cost of borrowing the money, okay? So make sure you don't over-egg it. Don't go and buy it. I'll do another episode on this, but don't go and, and, and buy it off more than you can chew. That kills people. And if you're going to buy a property investment, then the same thing applies, okay? The great thing about a property investment, it produces income. When it comes to buying shares, just don't do it with debt ever, <laughs> ever. Don't ever do it. I don't think ever because... With shares, what happens if you borrow money to buy the shares and they drop in value, you can get, it's called buying them on margin and you can get margin called, which means the lender will actually require you to put in some cash to level the, um, the books a bit, to level the amount of cash to debt that you have. Um, and that can also like tip people over. You can lose a lot doing that because if you don't have the cash and they'll sell the shares at a loss and then you'll owe the money and then it's just a nightmare. So you don't, don't do that to buy shares. Okay, um, where else you'd want to use debt? If you've got a credit card that's like a charge card, we've got an American Express Platinum card. We have that specifically because we travel a lot and we have two businesses where we spend a lot of different things on marketing and travel and all that stuff. So we put every business expense on that credit card and it gives us points and it helps us to actually travel more effectively, more cost effectively. And it actually, we, we do save a lot of money doing that. So it's a financially a good thing to do. But every single month, it's paid off in full because it's a charge card, okay? It's not a credit card. So every month, pay it off, it's done, okay? That's an appropriate time to use debt, all right? But you don't want to be doing any overdrafts, no no, no second mortgages. You don't want to be guarantor on your kid's property. You know, avoid all that stuff. Just steer clear of debt, okay? Pay it off, have it done, and then you can never really go wrong, okay? Which is awesome because, you know, the moment you have more debt than what you can, what you can pay back in full, you know, when things go bad, then you're in trouble, right? Because then the, the, the mortgagee can come and sell your house for a lower price and then you owe the money and then you have no asset. And then, you have, you know, they say they do the same thing with your car. They'll sell that for a lower price. You still owe the money. It just, it puts you back so far. You don't want to dig yourself out of the debt, the, the, the debt pool. Okay. You just want to be out of that. So look, that's my, that's my view on debt. 
Um, of course, if you are smart with it, you can definitely um, utilize it to grow faster, both in your business or in, 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 in a property, for example. So it's not all bad, but just make sure you're imploring, you know, you're putting in a certain amount of debt um, that you can afford to, to handle. That's the main thing. And it's a slippery slope. So just if you can't do it and you're not good at controlling your emotions, then just avoid it, right? Avoid it. So that's the episode on debt. I hope that was helpful. Um, if you've got any questions, reach out to me and ask me specifically. But um, a really good um, person to go to and look at if you want to pay debt off is Dave Ramsey. If you don't follow him on Instagram, go follow Dave Ramsey. Grab his book, Money Makeover. And in there, he's got a, uh, it's called The Baby Steps. And it's a plan to actually get rid of debt. He specializes in that. And he can show you how to get methodically, just like what I said, to pay that debt off, right? Because I don't have any debts. I don't, I don't go through that process. But if you have it and you want to get rid of it, go and follow Dave Ramsey. He's got some amazing stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, let me know how you go. If you're paying your debt off and, and you, you've got a story you want to share, you want to jump on the podcast and we can interview you to explain to everyone exactly how you paid it off, I'd love to interview you. So feel free to reach out to me. And that's the, that's the episode up, all right? So I hope you enjoyed that episode of Money Grows on Trees and I look forward to seeing you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 